Welcome back to the Flatback 4 podcast. This episode we're discussing the first five games of the season. We're looking at positive starts for Liverpool, United and Chelsea. As well as looking at the starts of Spurs and Arsenal. Stay tuned for a heated debate between Ken and Dixon about Ronaldo's penalty instance against West Ham. Or lack of penalties. I had the popcorn over this one. Right, after five games into the, the league season, um, how are we feeling? Um, obviously, Liverpool, Chelsea and United are all um, the same amount of points. They're minute 13 points out of a possible 15. So, um, how are we feeling? Dixon, are you happy with that start? Yeah, it's been a good start, yeah. Um, obviously, points are on the board. That's the main thing. Um, some of our performances haven't been great. Uh, but... Winning dirty is a sign of a of a good team as well. So happy enough so far. Um, I'd like to see maybe more of a style or a pattern of play evolving from United at the minute. But because we're chopping and changing, trying to still find our best team, I don't think that's going to happen for a while. And it might not happen until we get a proper hold in midfielder. So, but um, Ronaldo's impact has been great as well. So uh, happy so far. But I think there's a lot more to come from United. Um. Well, really, were you expecting them to be up there this early in the season? Yeah, actually, well, I was. I, I said, um, obviously, the Chelsea game was was probably the only game on paper that was a very tough game. I think you'd expect us to win all the other games. But I'm happy. I'm like that. I'm, I'm happy with Liverpool's performances. I don't think we've really blown any teams away, really. We haven't been unbelievable or anything like that. But it's good to see, you know, Mane off the mark, Salah's off the mark, uh, Firmino and Jota. So that's a good sign. And Van Dijk looks really good after just coming back. So... It was as good as I could have hoped for. Um, with the Chelsea game, obviously, we, we at the end of that game, you, you go away thinking it's points dropped and maybe Chelsea will go through, will go after that game thinking it's, it's a great point because of the you know, the red card and they were kind of, they had 10 men for half the game. So I think, no, 13 about 15, it's a good start. Um, I, I'm happy enough with that, kind of what I expected. Ken, are you happy with Chelsea's start? You, you had a bit of a tough, you had a toughest run on paper, I think, didn't you? A couple of tough away games. Definitely, yeah, definitely, um, definitely the toughest start I'd say of yeah, all the sides. I think um, so. You got, you know, the first game of the season, Palace. You don't know what sort of team without Hodgson they were going to be with Vieira. Good three 0 win there. Uh, go away to the Emirates. Teams are going to drop points there in during the season, and <clears throat> Lukaku there on his debut, return debut scores. Liverpool, I felt at the start of the game with um, Elliot or. Dixon had offered me the one-one draw. I did predict the one-one draw in the mm. um, build-up. If you had offered me the start, it would have slapped your hand off. But I came away feeling very disappointed. I thought we we should have won that even with ten men. We had the better chances. Liverpool had all the possession. Don't get me wrong in the second half, but the chances definitely Chelsea. We could have nicked it and should have nicked it. Um, Villa, we played very poor in the first half. Whatever Tuchel says at half time. Seems to you know work Lukaku again, and then Spurs very poor first half, and then to go and win that three nil. Excellent, you know Tuchel's not afraid to make changes. Lad doesn't matter who you are. Mason Mount would be kind of indispensable to Chelsea fans and probably to the side. And then to change that half time for Kante, we changed the game, and uh, yeah, I've been very impressed with Tuchel especially, but. Again, as I told you at the start of the season, Chelsea have strength and depth in every position. Even Kepa came in there. Flawless performance. And uh, I 
can't complain at all with Chelsea's performances and um, especially with the tough start, as you understand. Yeah, and you mentioned there, kind of Lukaku started well. Obviously, from the Liverpool point of view, Salah started very well, and then obviously Ronaldo started well for uh, yeah. United. So it, it's it's very rare that you see a proper title race even between two teams. I know you see teams that come close, but a proper title race. I think the last one we seen was obviously Liverpool City, and um, when it went down to the last day of the season, when City actually won it, it was a proper title race that season. So it'd be yeah. amazing if we get like you know three or four teams, or even just three teams. To give us a good uh, title race, it would be, it would be great. Dixon, do you, have you seen enough to think United will be right there, right up, up until the end of the season? Or um, without Ronaldo, if I had been the same side without Ronaldo, I probably would have said we'd have kept up maybe to Christmas and then faded off. But because Ronaldo's in the side now, um, we sorry, we could easily um stay the course now just with his mentality, his attitude, the effect he has on players. I think we're the third week, we're the weakest side um, out of Liverpool, Chelsea, United. But you just never know what's going to happen. Like it's the Premier League, and um, like Southampton held City at home. I don't know when the last time City were scoreless at the Etihad. Um, so look at them; just going to enjoy the ride and and see where it takes us. Um, but I wouldn't be too awful of winning the league. But I'd love to see us challenge, keep keep up end of March, start of April, make it interesting. You must be happy though with City. They haven't had a great start. Was it 10 points out of a possible 15? They they lost the first game against Spurs and they drew that game against Southampton. So it's obviously vital that what's the, there's a bit of a points difference already. I know it's only yeah. three points, but that does that come, comes in handy when it comes to you know you're, you're playing one to ones against them and stuff like that. So it's always good. I think it's good to look in and see in Pep. He didn't lose his head with the fans. Remember, he was giving out about the. The fans not coming. He wanted the fans to be there and good voice on the Saturday and stuff. You know, pr- ticket prices up for twelve fifty on voucher and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Get him in a. You get him in a box of cocoa pops. I think. But do you find it strange there, lads? Um, that Pep was actually trying to probably g up the fans by saying, "Look, we need more at the stadium." It looks like the Etihad looks very empty, as they call it, the empty hat. <laughs> but it looks very, very. Empty, like and he's trying to g like fans. Look, we need your support, and then kind of the Man City supporters trust come out and say, "Stick to your coach and stay away from." Like you know, very strange, isn't it? Yeah. Like I, th- I felt that was strange. Like Dixon, would you find that strange as well? Like if that was you know Solskjaer trying to g up the United faithful there, saying, "Look, I need your, I need you here. The f- players need you." Like I don't think the United faithful will come out and say, "Stick to coach," and that's about it. Um, I don't think they'd say that, but also I don't think it ever happened, and that's not, it's not City's fault. Like it's just obviously United are a big, much bigger club, so we're always going to have someone that will want someone who's not going there to take it. Like you know, um, I just don't think it would ever happen with the likes of a, a United or a Liverpool. So, like I, Pep's a mercenary. Like he's just in it for for trophies to win games. Like he doesn't really, not that he doesn't love City as a club, but no matter what happens with. Him and City, he'll always be known for his time at Barcelona, and I think, mm. I think City fans haven't really like they obviously love him for him winning. But if he wasn't winning games or winning trophies, would they love him as much? I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. Like, I find like City looking at them without a striker. I think you can see that you know. I don't think for the whole season. Okay, you can say the last. You can say last season. 
they did, but I don't think this whole season. I think Liverpool will be stronger. Chelsea look not being biased here, but Chelsea look unbeatable right now under Tuchel. It's you know, as I said, strength and depth. United look strong. Ronaldo back, especially he's on fire. So I, th- I think there's more of a title race than kind of like with a four horse like title race. I do think one or two might slip out maybe towards the end, but. I think City could be one of those. What do you think? Without a striker? Well, it's hard to know. They, they've already got a lot of goals this season. They had a, they won 6-0 in one of the games, didn't they? Arsenal. Yeah. Well, it was very strange, as Dixon said, to see City not not to draw, but not to even score um, a goal, so, especially at the end, <laughs> as you said. So, not very strange. Just see, They haven't had a great start, but they weren't particularly good last season. At, yeah, the start of season, at the start of the season, they didn't start great. They always Very Everything, yeah, Everton were top at this stage last season. Don't get me wrong. I, I yeah. don't understand it, but if you drop points in these sort of games where you're seeing United, Liverpool and Chelsea grow, I, I don't know. It's a different ball game, I think, this year than it was, in, it was last year. I really do. I just think other, the other teams have strengthened. Okay, Liverpool haven't, but they've got their big names back. Mm. And you know, Liverpool's 11 is as good as the other two 11 and City's 11. So it's as good as any of those three. 100%. I think you're so, right, Ken. I think Liverpool's 11, as you said, 1 to 11 is just as good as anybody's. But it's just the squad that maybe, like you, like you said, yeah. just one or two players that go missing with injuries or whatever. And then obviously the AFCON. Um, so that's <clears> where <throat> Liverpool could fall down. But yeah, it's, it could be very interesting. Hopefully it is one, one of them seasons that someone doesn't run away with it, unless Liverpool run away with it. I don't mind that. But if it's uh, if it's uh, it'd be nice if it was good for the neutral. Um, yeah, very strange. I, th- I think City will come back. I think City have enough firepower. I know you're saying they don't have a striker, but I think they have enough firepower. Jesus is a good goal scorer as well. But look, maybe you're right because the rest of the teams have started off with big goal scorers, like you know. Yeah, well, I just find I don't know. I, I think City, of course, they're going to score goals. There's no two way about it. Like you know, they're. But I just think. Bigger in the big games, it's going to be harder to figure out the likes of if De Bruyne is up against Van Dyke or that he's going to drop very deep and trying to go long shots or you know, pass in the round. He's not going to go behind, so you know, same with Thiago Silva, he's not going to kind of go and attack him. And okay, City's way of passing the ball around is superb, but I still think over the course of a season. You need a striker. You need a, a top striker. I think Lukaku was the missing piece of the puzzle for Chelsea. I I said that a while back. That he's the missing piece. Ronaldo, that leadership, that mentality. As I've always said, I feel the greatest of all time, and he's shown it even at thirty six how good he is. That mean that mentality there is only going to make United stronger and stronger and stronger. Um, and Liverpool, as I say, with Van Dijk and these boys. Salah is on fire. Um, Mane, he's been he's got off the mark, but he has missed chances which he will convert later on as the season goes mm. on. So, you know, I, I just find it, it, like you know, I said Liverpool will finish fourth, made of kind of knee jerk reaction to that. Um, but, do you do you kind of do you think differently now? Well, if Liverpool keep that side fit, you see, Liverpool's intensity is better, I'd say, in the game is better than any others. You know, how they press so high and they it's such an intense 
why you're playing. If they could keep that up, it's all competitions, you see. And I just don't think that the strength and depth, but if they, they're, so, they're such a fit side, they, I, I, they have changed my opinion outright. I think City's problem is going to be, obviously, we're always, the hot topic of conversation is that lack of a striker, mm-hmm. but when I've watched City this season so far, no one even wants to play on the shoulder of the last defender. They all want the ball to feet. So teams are, I think City are going to struggle most against the teams like Southampton, Burnley, um, whoever, like um, Newcastle's likes of them, because if you defend in a low block against them teams, there's no space in behind. And the players that they're using up front, like De Bruyne is saying a false nine or Foden or uh, Ferran Torres, they like the ball to feet. So, and I know. You, any player can run in behind but you need a natural instinct of a striker like a by Haaland or Lukaku or Ronaldo sniffs out a chance in behind you don't have to have you don't have to be blessed with pace to do it just you just need to know where to be and I don't think any of them players have that exactly. Aguero definitely had it didn't he in the lot, they yeah. lost him recently but I think that's a great point that you know against those sort of sides uh, Dixon who are kind of like you say maybe even the Burnley who are physically huge at the back and so strong the City tried to put crosses in the air they're not going to get us if they're going to play deep line it's going to be very hard to break down yeah and that's why like, don't get me wrong they're going to beat a lot of them sides but and you can sneak a goal from anywhere a cross could come in low and it could be bundled in and that's when they start to beat teams five and six because the other team has to come out and play then and then there's so much space then for them good players so if City don't get the first goal in a game or if City are held to the 60th 70th minute they're in trouble in a lot of games I think I don't know. I don't know why City went out and got Grealish for a hundred million when they could have went out and got a striker. You know what yeah. I mean? I think that's what they need. Like they have a lot of players. I think Jack Grealish is a good player, obviously, but they have a lot of players that, as you said, Dixon want the ball to feet will, will come deep and stuff like that. So they have so many creative sort of number ten kind of midfielder lads there. So it's a strange one for me, but I still think City will come back. Yeah, um, I think an interesting point there. Point, anyway, that's a great point, Elliot. Like as much as any side love Grealish. He wasn't the priority in that position, like priority yeah. position that he needed. Kane was the guy that they needed, similar to, you know, Chelsea. Chelsea needed a striker and they went and got it. And that's where I think Chelsea have really shown their strength so far, even in games that they don't play well. Lukaku, as Dixon said, a half a chance, you'll put it away. United, I think they're lacking that defensive midfielder um, that I think they should have got and if United had got it maybe in January they'll go for somebody somebody could be performing well in a different league that we don't know about that the, they're scouting um, so I, I think priority positions were required for City they didn't get it for me and that's why I think they may struggle a little more than the other three sides Big yeah. game at the weekend, kind of half twelve. Is it on Saturday? Chelsea against City. Is it? Are you you guys at home? Are you? Yeah, it's at Stamford Bridge. Uh, half twelve Saturday. Massive game. Uh, I'm feeling pretty confident, lad. I, um, yeah. I wasn't as confident going in against Liverpool at Anfield. Um, even though I came out feeling disappointed, but I feel pretty confident. We've had three games that we've beaten City in a row. Yeah, City. Tuchel seems to have his number, doesn't he? He does, and you see City played the same way where they didn't play a striker in the game. And they're going to play the same way here, obviously. Maybe Ferran Torres will be up front. Jesus seems to be playing out on the right. Um, 
I'd say Mares might start after his performance in the cup. Yeah, Mares may start, but if you looked last weekend against Spurs, just just going back to that game, Thiago Silva. I haven't seen a defensive performance like that for I don't know how long. Probably you're looking back to a Van Dijk performance, maybe two three years ago. Thiago Silva. There was a ten out of ten before exemplary, and I don't think a City attacker is gonna do damage against Silva. Silva doesn't need rocket pace like any of these he's just such a, a mastermind of the art of defending mm. Rudiger um, Dixon even Rio Ferdinand came out during the week there and said he thinks he's the best in the league um, and I think since Tuchel's come in he's performed like the best probably in world football Van Dijk was out in that period remember um, going in against City Lukaku now this time as well I just think it's a different ball. I feel very confident going into it at the bridge. Yeah, six you pointer, right? Six pointer. Elliot, yeah. he's playing Brentford on Saturday, is it as well? Yeah, Brentford half five. Um, um, yeah. I actually watched the Brentford Wolves game, uh, and obviously Brentford went down to ten men, but they were absolutely brilliant still. And that Tony and Embuemo partnership it kind of reminds me of Cole in York. They just they just really play <laughs> off each other. Jeez, don't say that going into the Liverpool game. And um, yeah, I've actually been impressed with them. The first game of the season, the Friday night football, when they beat Arsenal, they were brilliant. And they, they play good football as well. Yeah. No, I'm just saying the Colin York thing because like, it's actually enjoyable to watch two strikers that have an understanding up front because you don't see it too much anymore. Like You don't see a 4-4-2 no, at um, all. I think it was brilliant to watch. Maybe with Burnley, but they don't play the, Burnley don't play the most scintillating football. No. But, um, no, half-life kickoff for us on, on, the, on the Saturday. It obviously rested a load of lads on we beat Norwich here in the, in the cup, so um, no, exactly. we, we should definitely we we should definitely win. We just we Liverpool have picked up a couple of injuries already. You have to remember, and Thiago's Thiago. injured at the minute. Harvey Elliott's injured, and um, Firmino's is out currently. I mean, he might be back for the the game, but I don't think he'd start. So I think we'll have enough to. We should have enough anyway. And I think the way that Brentford play, it might actually work to Liverpool's favour. And Liverpool have been brilliant uh, from set pieces this year. Uh, so far this season, they've been really good. Obviously, it might have something to do with Van Dijk coming back. So Liverpool should should um, surely should win that one. Hopefully, anyway, especially with the, with the Chelsea City stuff. game. There's obviously going to be points dropped there. You know, I think, I think it'd be a tough game. You know, it's not going to be an easy game, but you know, we should. It's one on paper. You if you didn't win that game, you're going to be disappointed, and we should we should have to win that. It, although it's away from home. Two or three, two or three, and I think Liverpool will win by two or three. I know Brentford. I, I agree, Dixon. They played very well last weekend, and in the cup they scored seven midweek. Um, I just think Liverpool will be too smart. I like your man Thomas Frank and the way he he's been playing this season. He's done a great job with Brentford. I just think Liverpool have too much Salah, the way he's on, and I, I don't know. They're just they'll have too much. I think for uh, Brentford, Salah's on. He's he's doing the business this season, isn't he? Liverpool. That's one thing Liverpool have to sort out is. Um, get his contract signed, um, give him the money, whatever he wants. Um, it was five hundred k. I don't. I don't think that's. I don't think that's true. That's that's what was being printed in the in the sun. I think Kenneth. So I wouldn't go too sun, much. Yeah. Um, Dixon, you have Villa, isn't it? Uh, Villa Saturday three o'clock. Yeah. Uh, Old Trafford, I think. Old Trafford, is it? Yeah. Oh, Danny Ings. Ooh. I know it'll be alright I think. Villa's been okay this season. Been hit miss, oh, haven't they? Your man Leon Bailey looks like a decent player. He came on. Against Everton and had a really good game, didn't he? For for Villa, man the match so. in twenty minutes. Man the match for. And he went minutes. off. He went off injured as well. Came on the so went off injured. 
I don't yeah. know. I think that's a that's a tough game for United Dixon. I really think Villa are a good side, and I I don't know who I I I'd fancy Villa to get a, at least something there. If I'm being honest, and that's really away from home. I do, yeah, I do. I just think they they look a good side, if, especially when we played them. I know it was three 0 but the, the game first half, just, yeah, they were very good. Paper, um, mm. you know, Ronaldo there, of course, could be the difference, but you know, it's attack. Ronaldo Sancho hasn't been playing well. Double O seven, I've seen the thing going around zero assists, zero goals in seven games. They're calling them double O seven already. Too early to, to you know. He hasn't start. He hasn't started well at all, though, has he? I haven't really seen much of him to be honest. Solskjaer and that though. Solskjaer's playing him left side where he's a right winger. Um, yeah, but you know, I do have a lot of creative players. But I still think Villa, they're just a, a rocky side. Do you not agree, Dixon? No, they're like a, a side there that could be kind of like the old Palace of Bogey side this season for some teams, no? And uh, no, I think Villa have side with Grealish, to be honest with you. So I think I think we'll beat them, beat them comfortably. And I think Green was that well, just to your point on only we only have one forward. Oh, he's been brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, he's been class, yeah. Like and Lingard game. as well, impact off the bench, two goals. So Lingard, that was some drama. Did the, the West Ham game, wasn't it? Oh yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, absolutely yeah. disgraceful by West Ham to bring on Noble though, one kick of the game. It, it like was how remember Southgate did for the referee in that game had a very poor game. I thought Martin Axenson had a very poor game that game. If we had lost that game, it would have been or drew that game, it would have been because of him. How is he not given? That one, at least that one second, penalty. The second penalty on Ronaldo. Oh, the, the one with Kufal, I thought was a penalty. There's contact there. The leg is out. I know he's trying to pull it back, but the pull, he's trying to pull it back after the connection is made. The one when you get the one when he slides in. That's Zuma, yeah. The Zuma attack was 100 a penalty. Right? That's more of a penalty than Kufal. I understand the Kufal were not being given because well, Ronaldo was kind of running towards Kufal, but Zuma is 100 a penalty. There's no contact made with the Zoom one if you watch it very carefully. There's zero. It doesn't matter. There is contact made. Because he has to hurl. Just the hurl, the tackle. That's why he's not going to stand there and get clobbered. Like. I think if you, if you give a penalty, there's no argument. I think I watched that very carefully, and I was looking for contact. Ronaldo's gone down before the contact. That was so, not to do with being an ex-Chelsea man, Zuma kind of. No. Well, I think he was done inside out by Lingard for the goal. I didn't think he had a good game against United mm. personally. Um. Look, I was a, I was, I did like Zoom. I just didn't think he was up to standard, but I did not see the contact being made on that one specifically as much as Kufal. I think Ronaldo definitely in the game was done out by Martin Atkinson. Um, I don't know why. I, re- I like you know I can't give you a definitive why Martin Atkinson did that. Like they were both reviewed. He should have been told to go to the monitor, um, more so than anything. Yeah. Um, but well, it's obviously not Martin Atkinson's fault. Like, it's more actually the people in the VAR room who should have told him to review it. Why did they not? Why did they not? Why did they not do an on-field review? Why did they just decide that was a penalty? Exactly, Dixon. I totally agree with you. But there was definitely a penalty there—a hundred million percent of penalty. Yeah. Where Wambasaka goes in the back of Socek without even hitting the ball. Well, I understand now that wasn't given because it looked like Solchek was body checking him. Are you serious? But that is a. Are you serious about the Zuma one? 
I, well, from watching it, there oh, was no contact. The same thing as saying my series about that one. There's clear contact. He goes through him. No, oh, if you look at that, that, I think you need to look at that one carefully. Like you looked at the Zoom one carefully, and you might you might see what happened. Yeah, Dermot Gallagher bleeding. You know the you know the Dermot Gallagher going on. You know ref watch. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought like that's a stonewall penalty if I've ever seen one. I know the, the Shaw one is a penalty as well. His hand is out. Um, Jazz hands, yeah. It was out. It was like that's not being you know. Oh, 100 agree with that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I do think United should have had a penalty, but the one with Socek I thought was the most clear and obvious out of the whole lot. But getting back to it, lads, bringing on, Socek, bringing, on Noble, bringing on Noble to take the penalty though, ridiculous. That's his only touch of the game. You see all around social media, his you know his touch map and his heat map and all this. <laughs> like we've seen it in the Euros, you know, bringing on the lads to take the penalties didn't work. But like, who's who not learning from that? Like, who's taking? I think it was Declan Rice the captain of the day, was he? Yeah. Rice was going to take it. Rice had the ball in his hand. Yeah, and he's and Rice scored a good goal midweek as well, didn't he? Um, he missed his uh, last in Europa. penalty. In, you know, he mean, yeah. his, his last penalty he missed, and that could have been playing a factor on David Moyes' mind. Mm. There's not too many I've seen come off bench and hit a penalty. And I seen one the other day. Dixon Anderson did it in the Champions League final, I believe. Um, against he Chelsea. buried that penalty actually. Yeah, he literally just came off and hit the ball. But there's not many you see that I like. I think it's the most stupid decision you could make to bring somebody on just mm-hmm. to hit a penalty with their first touch. Is out. Like, there's surely someone I'd take penalty in that team, like Cresswell, yeah. even or Rice, or something or something like Yarmolenko or someone. I don't know. Yarmolenko yeah, yeah. could have been the exact option. It's not a treatment table. Uh, well, that's uh, yeah. Well, um. Wolves, I'd worry about this season now, lad. I know I was saying Southampton earlier on the season. Wolves, I, I worry about this year. Yeah, Wolves. I, I think I think Burnley. Yeah, people not talking about Norwich. Norwich are they're bottom of the league, but with zero points. But Burnley only have one point at five games. I think this I think, year Burnley are going down. I think there could be a lot of Derby fans uh, celebrating this year. But that Norwich side in the league, I don't know if they get eleven points. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't. I think. I don't think your man Daniel Farka has learned from any lessons of being in the Premier League from the last time. He's he still playing the same. He has the record amount of losses in. A, he has the record amount of losses in a row for a manager in the Premier League because if you count the season he was in, you know, two seasons yeah. ago when they got relegated as well, because other managers have had bad runs, but they've been sacked, you know, or they've got a draw in between. But I think it's fourteen yeah. losses in a row or something like that. Something, you know. I've seen. Bad, uh, major, major, seen Sunderland. Yeah. Sunderland have the most losses in the league in a row. It's like it was like a top five list. The twenty losses in two thousand nine, and then in the same year they were like fourth on that same table with nine losses in the same year. So, in the top five for all time consecutive losses, and it happened in the same year. <laughs> like yeah. I just I, like Leeds. I look um, at Leeds now this year. I still think they have enough quality to kind of get mid table, but they've had they've had a rocky start. Like mm-hmm. kind of. Earlier, Elliot in the season, where is it second season syndrome? I don't think so, but people, people have been raving about Leeds, haven't they? Like, did and I think Leeds have been a breath of fresh air in terms of the football they've played, but yeah, in terms like Sheffield United finished very high up a couple of seasons ago, you know, and I don't know if they weren't playing great football or anything, but Leeds are not, they're not, they didn't, they're not pulling up any trees this season. I'm not worried about them going down, I think they'll stay up, and I think they'll play good football, but. Uh, they've had a very, very bad start for me. I was, I was kind of looking out for them to be, kind of a, 
one to watch out for this year, but they've started very poorly, I think. Dan James he's a good signing for them. I think they obviously overpaid for him, like, but uh he'll suit them, yeah, down to the ground. Um and he is he is a good player in his day. I think it's a shot at United. Um because the season the season yeah. arrived, he was absolutely yeah, fire, like but in off the left and absolutely lashed it in the top corner inside the box. Uh, so he can do it like and I think if there's anywhere he can rebuild his confidence, it's definitely at Leeds because he will get plenty of chances. And Bielsa. Yeah. Um but big shout out to Bright Brighton this year, lads. Brighton, wow, yeah. My wow. my my peak to go down, remember the start of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Graham Potter, though, as I said to you before, lads, I think you know. Head Potter. You see, I said I told you like, before. Now, look, I'm sure you probably agreed as well. I just think he's very looks like an impressive manager. The way he plays football, um, he's brought on a lot of those players like that are you know, like he took Lamptey off Chelsea. He made him look like a world beater for a while there. And you, you look at the rest of the side there. It is quality. Like he's brought Duffy back in to make Duffy look like a, a really top centre half again. Mm. Any manager that can get Aaron Connolly playing is doing well. Yeah, two he got two in the cup, didn't he? Last night, Aaron Connolly yeah. matched his record, record for last year. The the he's playing against Swansea, though. I think that's his level. I think a couple of seasons in the Championship for Aaron Connolly, and he bang a few goals in. Maybe get to the Premier League then. But I'm hoping I'm wrong. I, I do want him to do well, obviously. But um. So, of him surprised me the most. I think you know losing a couple of star players and uh, do mm. the way the well as they have, um, as as surprised me. Yeah, draws against City and a draw against United as well. I think wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So they've that's, they've done well. And you said Ken, they've lost a couple of players. Um, they who they brought in this new striker. I can't remember his name. Armstrong. Um, sorry. Adam Armstrong. Yeah, and he he nearly he. Could have had a penalty against City there recently. I'm not Stone sure. Stoneball penalty. I don't know. Oh, yeah. You know, the worst thing. The worst thing, just body the worst thing. I don't know. <laughs> the, worst thing about, the worst thing about this whole rule is now, I'm going to. Sorry for saying this again because we've already talk, spoken about VAR, but the worst part is John Moss right in front of it. It's no clear and obvious error. He's looking directly at it. Gives the penalty in red card. If it's clear and obvious mistake where he's not looking at it, that's where you go to VAR and these things. He's looking directly at it. I can't understand these decisions and VAR. I, I just don't understand it anymore. That like, What do you think? Like, Clear and obvious is meant to be where the referee can't see or judge from a distance. He's right in front of it this time. I don't think the clear and obvious thing is what they, they go by anymore. It's hard to know because they're saying, in, no they're, saying they're letting a lot of things go this year. They're letting more tackles go and, and yeah, but they're giving, they're giving the, the benefit of the doubt for the striker and things like that. So I think there's going to have enough. issues with it. I did, VAR isn't the problem. It's like the people officiating it is just, it's crazy, I think. Like how, how could they overturn that decision by John Moss? I don't understand. Thank you, Dixon. Thank you. No, I agree. Like So... Even if it is okay, a little bit in a grey out, which it's not like it's a clear penalty, but like even if it was, uh, maybe 40% of people might think that's not a penalty. That's still not a clear and obvious error to be overturned. Yeah, exactly. when, 90, when 99% of people think it is a penalty, that's when that's why it's ridiculous. Yeah, oh, yeah exactly. 
anyway. Like, what would you like before you end there? Like, you know, is there any sort of team that stands out to you so far? Um, early days. I know it's too like no one wins the title in September. But is there any team that kind of stands in your way that you say, "All right, I I could have a bit of fear here in their eyes." I think um, I think you I think yeah, you guys kind of I think Chelsea have been the most impressive. I think I said that after two or three games, didn't I? Um, but after five games, I think you've had the toughest run. I know Spurs haven't been great this year, and Arsenal haven't been great at all. Um, but just and you went obviously went to Anfield, so three tough away games. So I think you've been the most impressed for me. I think Lukaku has been class as well. So, um, yeah, I think you look, you look. I think the most impressive this year so far. Um, but I'm hoping, um, you know, Liverpool can stay up there. You know what I mean? I'm not sure what you think, Dixon. And you, Dixon? Yeah, yeah, I don't percent agree with that. I'd say Chelsea, and then I echo everything Elliot says there. So, uh, but then surprise package, then obviously Brighton, uh, just because. Plays such good football. They're trying they're like they're a team that plays good football, but they it's back good, it up. It's, it's like, not like Leeds, like, you know. Brighton are like the Leighton, <laughs> Brighton are like the Leighton Baines of football to you, Dixon, aren't they? Oh, stop! Always in my heart. The gem, like <laughs> I'd um, have to say Liverpool anyway. I'd have to say Liverpool. Yeah, really changed my mind. And look, I just think the intensity, if because it's so good, Jurgen Klopp's way of playing. If it kind of came to stand still with so many games then I can see Liverpool dropping off at the moment they look so impressive that it's hard to argue with Liverpool being up there right at the end so far what do we think just we didn't mention Arsenal they had a really bad start they were bottom of the league after three games um, have they turned the corner with, with two wins they, they've beat Norwich and Burnley who are 20th and 19th you know what you're feeling towards Arsenal this year do you think they'll do you know what? Where? What's? What can where, they? Where, where, where do you even start? Like, where do you even start? <laughs> no, seriously, I'm not even messing because the problem is the problem is the, <laughs> the problem is like Aubameyang and the likes of these players who don't care about the club and are on like whatever three hundred grand a week and he's your captain and he's coming off the bench and he's he doesn't really care he doesn't try it try a leg how is he supposed to inspire the other players around him to win a game like? I know, yeah. yeah. And, Especially and, when they're scrapping, and they are scrapping, like they're scrapping in mid table, down towards the bottom end of the table. It's grand when you're actually in fifth, sixth, you know, it's easier to get players motivated. But if you're in a scrap with someone like Burnley, Norwich, um, Villa, West Ham, these kind of teams, they're going to beat you. Oh, it was yeah. two 1 0 wins against, it was 1 0 win against yeah. Norwich and a 1 0 win against Burnley. So, you know, it's not Arsenal. Or, I, I'm, I'm worried. And it was a free Arsenal. kick. It was a free kick against Burnley as well, wasn't it? Yeah, Odegaard. So, great free kick. Great free you, kick. You can never rely on them. Like you know, they're one in a one in every ten, maybe eight games. So yeah, they're. I think they're in trouble. Big trouble. I think they're in big trouble. I think Arteta could be in big trouble there as well. Um, I look at the defense; it just doesn't look to me for the money they spent the most money in the summer. Remember that, like you know, Arteta mm. was coming oh, back, in, but like crazy. Edu in the background, the sporting director. I don't know what he did, what his decisions have been. David Luiz and William. William, yeah. Like, I don't understand his way of thinking. And as Dixon said there, it's clear and obvious that the likes of Aubameyang is not playing for Arteta and Lacazette. When he does play, you know, he seems to do quite decent, but he, he's not trusted by Arteta for some reason. Mm. Where he, you know he was going with Bal- Balogun, 
the young lad up front at the start of the season and I, I don't know I, I fear for Arsenal I think they're turned into definitely for me a mid-table club and for all the great times that you've seen with Arsenal Football Club this is probably the worst that you'll ever see in the Premier League era of Arsenal I'm sure he's definitely yeah. like, they, well. they sold like one of their best players as well for a snip to Newcastle I think Willock was brilliant it was like Lingard on loan to West Ham last year I just think how have they not taken him back and putting him in the starting 11 especially after what happened at the back end of last season with them where they couldn't really pick up many points so I just think it's bad management to be honest very bad management I'm sure you Elliot would have you know something there on that yeah, I don't know. I don't know how um, Arteta is still there, to be honest. Especially after last season, I, fair enough. The first that he only had a half his half a season when he first came in, but then after last season, I'm not sure where they where they finished last season, eight or ninth or something like that, was it? I think it was eight. Yeah, was it? I yeah, it was eight, yeah. I just and I just think that has to be very poor this year. But I think they'll be all right, obviously. But I don't think they'll, they'll finish in Europe or anything like that. I think they're they've been very um they're they're in trouble in terms of where, where they were. When we grew up, it was you know Arsenal were it was Arsenal United were the big you know the big uh, battles for winning the league. Yeah, it's, it's weird seeing them like that. You know what I mean? But um, no, it just make just it makes us more more room in the top four for for our team, I suppose. You know. Well, Leicester haven't been really performing well either. You know. Yeah, what's it? Six points is it after five games? Think yeah. so, yeah, they've been poor. I, I'm I'm happy to see them do badly because they're always up there. And the thing with Leicester is they usually start very well, lads, and then they don't finish well. Yeah, they could you be know, in trouble now. They could be in trouble. Not, I would. Yeah, you know. And it's, they see how Vardy still seems to be doing the business and stuff. But um, definitely, I just don't think Rodgers. Maybe Rodgers. Um, maybe maybe he can't. You know, get Champions League football. With I some of their players, they're James Madison. I don't know what he doesn't look even like you know a football player anymore. No, passing that guy can't get in. Your Hillman's wants to leave, seems there's a few things going on in the background there, you know. Yeah, it's kind of falling apart now. They had their little uh, golden era, like, and they didn't really capitalize on it too much. Obviously, they did with that, obviously, the Premier League win, but since then. They bought they under Rogers. They bought the Dixon. Remember, they, sure they, oh, yeah, yeah. They, they dropped out the top four. Well, they got the FA Cup, I suppose. Well, the FA Cup, I suppose that that one, that fairness for Leicester, that was a big deal. It's, it's um, major, like. It is a major, especially for Leicester. So, uh, we can't be giving up too much. City, have. Like they beat City in the Community Shield, their first one. Like it's another trophy to add to their collection. I know it's not the biggest, but mm. I don't know. I. I Leicester, it's hard to pick outside the top four. I think the top four teams are going to be the top four in some capacity, but outside that, who fifth, sixth, seventh, these places are up for grabs. Yeah, Everton, Everton, Leicester, Spurs, Villa, West Ham, all be challenging for that fifth, sixth spot. I think it's all it all could hinge on a couple of games, lads. Because if we had talked about this three games in, look, Spurs would have been top, you know what I mean? They won the first three games, so. A couple, uh, yeah, of, like, you know, a couple, of, a couple, of, a, a couple of uh, results and it could be completely different. You know, pick as, up a couple of Roy, wins. Like as Roy Keane said, Spurs are meant to be entertainers. They're just a, they're a dusty club that you know <laughs> they're meant to be entertainers. And what are they now under Nuno? They're worse than what they're worse than when they were like defense, like trying to play defensive football than they were under Mourinho. So you know, you get for you get what you, what you paid for, and you know. 
<laughs> Spurs just make me laugh all the time. And I don't know. I, I look, they got nine points. They beat City somehow, some way. But they've been teaching two lessons in a row by Palace three nil and Chelsea at the three point lane as we call it, but three nil. So they've negative goal difference, haven't they? So <clears throat> yeah, definitely. That just shows you, like, if you're in, <laughs> they obviously can't score goals, and Kane Kane looks like he's uh, down tools a little bit. And in fairness to Nuno, he kind of had him on slightly to the left against Chelsea, didn't he? He played him on the left and saw him front to try. <laughs> and, you know, attack what Thiago Silva. Silva is just an art, you know. Thiago Silva is pure art of defending. One of a kind. In my opinion, the best in the world. But look, everyone will have their own. I think Thiago is still one of a kind. Baron Van Dijk, is he? In my opinion, yeah. For all round, definitely. He's got more on the ball. He's, he reads the game just as good as Dyke, if not better. And you, you talk pace. Doesn't need pace when you're pushing Son, who has to run the ball out of play. Son is a very quick player. Kane didn't even want to go up against him. I, I do think he's the best, but look, everyone will say Van Dyke, or some will say now Rudiger. Some Ramos fans will say Ramos. There's Marquinhos to add to it, but I, I definitely, I would still, Thiago. Thiago Silva, he's he's one of my favorite of all of all time already. Still Van Dyke for you, Elliot, is it? Yeah, well, he's only he's only been back what five games, so it's hard to say. Look, he's he's not right now. He's the best in the world. He started off brilliantly, I think, but I I still think Van Dyke when when Van Dyke's uh, on, on a run of games, he's he's the best defender or centre back in world football. Yeah, what would you think? Yeah. Actually, Dixon, for you, obviously as a as a neutral between the two clubs, obviously, would you think either of them is the best in the world or do you think there's somebody uh, else there? I'd say it's still Slabhead at the minute. Um, <laughs> Joel Matip, but he's having a great start to the season. You have to give him that. Matip's been good. Uh, Rudiger's been good. Silva's been good. Van Dijk. Varane has done well. Um, yeah. Uh, they be the standout ones this so far uh, for me. And Duffy. Duffy as well, actually. Duffy as well, yeah. I think Dunk, Danish Maldini, I want to give a big mention to the Danish Maldini, has been incredible as well. So, and the other one I want to give a mention to Chelsea wise, still, oh, Aspilaqueta doesn't, you know, doesn't, you don't hear the name because he's, you know, everyone knows he's an eight out of ten every game, but the guy is incredible still to this day. Um, but I look at the players there. I'm sure you to look at Ben White, 50 million. He hasn't stood out for, like, made that difference at Arsenal at the back. They were minus nine after four games. You know, Matip, you know, I, I've always rated Joe Matip. I think he's a great defender, fantastic defender. Just as a, a you know, a glass Fitness. knee or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, a glass leg that just keeps on getting injured and injured and injured. But on his day, incredible. Thanks for listening to the Flatback 4 podcast. Let us know what you think, who's impressed you so far in the season, and who's let you down. 